Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen. And today I'm joined by one of the most popular guys in Western Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Henry Ung. Henry, how are you going today? Yo, I'm going good, man. That's how are good. You? Yeah. I'm great, man. I'm great. It's uh, it's good to see you again. It's been a while since yeah, I've yeah. seen you. Yeah, last time I saw you was New Year's Eve party, was it? Yeah, it was an um, interesting night. Interesting yeah. night, but uh, let's let's not talk about that. That's not today's topic in mind. <laughs> let's go with the origin story. Do you remember when Oof. we first met? Wasn't it at the Internet Cafe in Cabramatta back when they hosted a League of Legends tournament? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had mutual friends. Our friend James, he uh, he knew you, and then yeah, I don't know. We were just like, oh, this guy, we're reversing this bloke from Sefton or something, and I don't know. It was just a funny night, man. A funny yeah. day. It was just yeah. whack. Oh, man. We were, like, literally screaming inside the internet cafe at each other. <laughs> we came second, and people yeah. were, like... I feel like people were, like, downloading porn or something or doing speed tests because it kept lagging yeah. that whole tournament. Wait, I think I remember someone actually going on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone on my team did that. That's so fried. <laughs> so, me and Henry kind of clicked from there. And we kept in contact through like Facebook and just random events that popped up. Yeah. And we kind of like new mutual friends as well, which kind of helped. It's good that we had similar hobbies, League of Legends, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's a very common trope in this podcast. Yeah. I talk a lot about mm. League of Legends. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not affiliated, by the way. <laughs> Today's topic is about dodgeball. Whoa. We. Now, this is Dodge a bit ball. of a rivalry to our episode of OzTag. OzTag, huh? Which was... Yeah, it was episode 17. Mm. Yeah, so do you think that dodgeball is the superior sport to OzTag? A hundred percent. Oh, what? <laughs> what is that? What, what, why, why is it a hundred percent better? I have many reasons why I prefer dodgeball over OzTag. Now, OzTag, yeah, sure, you have... Heaps of people you can play with. It's like, what, eight aside? Yeah, eight, eight v eight in an Oztag game, and then people have plenty of subs. Dodgeball is a six v six game, usually about one to two subs. But it's just a community. You just have so many, I'm, I'm going to just say it, so many lads over at Oztag who always want to unch on and just... <laughs> I, I feel just like wanna, that's a generalization. Yeah, well, there's just so many, they're like, I've never seen a fight at dodgeball. Not once. I've never seen Have you anyone. played Oztag before? Yeah, I have. I've played both. I've played Oztag. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm still playing dodgeball. I've played Oztag before. Every night, I felt like there was always at least one Anchon at Oztag. What's that? Confirmation bias? Y- you feel like it happens a lot because it happens to you. But coincidentally, it's just... No, no, no. It didn't happen. Like, I'm not saying it happened to my team specifically. I'm just saying it sounded like there was always a fight happening whenever you went around walked on the field and looked at the games, there was like one team that seemed to always want to fight someone. How do you feel that? Like, do you just look at them and they just look, they have this, this face? Well, some of them actually get aggressive, which is obviously like the clearest sign they actually start getting aggressive. <laughs> but yeah, but other times, yeah, they do get angry. Like there's, there's clear signs where people just get angry. 
at Ausdag, yeah. <laughs> but you've never seen that happen at dodgeball at all. People get angry, but there's no way fists are going to be thrown. And when people get angry, they usually get angry at themselves rather than other people, which is more what a sport should be, really. Because a lot of people there, they tend to want to improve and they get frustrated if they can't do well. And that's, that's just what sport's meant to be, in my opinion. So when did you graduate again? 2014, high school. Or you're talking about Uni. university? I would have just finished my degree last year. Your undergraduate? Yeah. I haven't had my graduation yet, but yeah. So how long have you been playing both Oztag and then when you moved on to Dodgeball? Like, like let's combine the two together. How long is that? So Dodgeball, I picked up probably in my second year of uni, which was about five, four or five years ago. And um, I've just been playing nonstop since then, just casually. But um, Oztag, I would have picked up maybe two years ago. And I played for one season per year. How long I think the season? during the winter season. I think half the year from memory. But yeah, it was during the winter season from memory. But um, that, oh, that actually brings me to another point I have about Oztag. Mm. Is that it's an outdoor sport. And during the winter season, it sucked. It just kept raining a lot. There were a lot of weeks that were cancelled because the fields were just too wet. Mm. So when I say I played Oztag, I can probably count the amount of games I played on one like both my hands like i've played less than 10 games total even though i've played two seasons it just rained out way too much that's never going to happen to dodgeball it's an indoor sport if it rains you still play that's it no it's that easy it's that easy <laughs> god i feel like we're just roasting oztag this oh, whole man, episode uh, right? I, I, yeah well uh, <laughs> those are my feelings to oztag really I don't, I don't think i'm ever going back to that sport <laughs> that's not the point of this episode i don't need to roast episode 17 <laughs> Now I feel like people are going to be like, oh, that's not Oztag. You know, that's that's not my sport. You're a liar. <laughs> Look, I mean, Oztag is the safer version of what rugby, where you don't tackle each other. You just tickle each other's tags. <laughs> but um, yeah, like rugby is a fun sport. Of course, the whole strategy behind it, I can find it interesting. I just don't like the Oztag community, to be honest. You're going to anger like some of my audience. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it... Just a generalization, like yeah, it's it's a big generalization, like that. I I don't really enjoy much of that all that community. I feel like yeah. it's just because of some people, because like every sport, there's always going to be people that are like aggressive and like that, right? Yeah, you could be right. I mean, like I said, Oztag has more numbers, so more chance. Just of, from what you've yeah. seen. Yeah, just like I guess if you have more people, there's more chance there's going to be one bad person. Well, let's not steer everyone away from Oztag, mm. you know. This is episode 17. There's always good words about it. So you got the pros and cons weighed up here. Make sure you check that one out. So let's move on to how you first got into it. So you started at Oztag and then you looked at dodgeball. Like what enticed you to move? Uh, no, I started, sorry. I started with dodgeball. Oztag was something I picked up. The, the comps I picked up were about two years ago. But I did play Oztag before dodgeball because my friends were playing it. So I, I would join them like at a park or something and just try it out. So I always knew about Oztag. Yeah, so if we go back to the question, why would I transition from Oztag to dodgeball? Oh, well, I guess with me, I've always done things other, like my close friends have always done. So if, if they talk about something, I'd be interested. I'd want to check it out. And this applies to sports as well. So... With dodgeball, I had a friend in uni. His name's Peter. 
and Peter just told me one day, hey, come check out this spot, Dodgeball. It's over at Five Dock Friday nights. And that was how I was first introduced to it. So this Friday night thing is actually still going on. It's over at Five Dock Indoor Sports Center and it goes from about 9 p.m. all the way till whenever we decide to call it a night. Sometimes it goes till 1, 2 a.m. But yeah, it usually ends at around 12. So you get pretty tired you know, after yeah, that? Yeah, we do. We get really tired, but we don't mind. We, we love the sport that much. It's just that fun. And yeah, it's just so enjoyable. Yeah, and the community is great. Usually afterwards, you go there for people. After you finish the game, you go for a feed at Macca's and you just chill. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the point of playing. And then afterwards, get some good exercise. Afterwards, you get some feed, a fat feed from Macca's. <laughs> it just cancels it all out. Just <laughs> so give us a bit more context about, you know, dodgeball. What are the rules? If you were to say dodgeball to me, like, is it just, you just throw the ball, that's it. You get out, that's it. That's the round. So, dodgeball, I know a lot of people would have said, oh, I used, I played that in high school. But when you check out dodgeball as a sport, it's a lot more regulated, a lot more rules, and it's just a well-designed game. So, yeah, the core of it is throwing at people and trying to hit them to get them out. But you have to remember, it's a 6v6 game. The rules are you have to hit them on the full. So that means no bounce, no yeah. bounce. Next of all, you can catch. If you catch, the opponent's out. And you also bring a player back in. Or if so, you catch it. Yeah, if you catch it. Oh. So any player who's gone out, you can bring them back in. Now, catching is actually one of the hardest things to do. That's why it's, is it's, it actually, that's why it's so rewarding. Yeah, it's actually really what hard. What kind of um, well, balls are you using? The balls are foam. Uh, so they easily bounce off. Like They won't hurt. So... If you get hit, you won't get hurt. That's the whole like. That's one great thing about dodgeball here. But um, they're pretty hard to catch because they can still be sent at really fast speeds. Some of the top guys can clock speeds of 110, 120 kilometers per hour. What? Exactly. That's crazy. My personal top is probably 100 max at the moment. Who measured that? We use a speed gun. And is that the, the yeah. Hot Wheels one? They used to advertise those <laughs> on TV. Uh, I think they got a different brand of speed gun, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so using the speed gun, testing out their speeds. And yeah, like just the really fit guys, they go 120 kilometers. Imagine trying to catch that. It's pretty hard. How heavy is the ball? I mean, you're saying foam. I mean, I would assume they're it's pretty foam. light. Um, I have one in the car if I can, I could bring it to you. But uh, if I describe it, it's probably like a few hundred grams, like 100, 200 grams max, not even. Yeah. One it's, to 200 grams. Yeah, one to 200 grams. It shouldn't be that heavy. If it's foam, I feel like if you throw it, it's just going to like stop halfway and it's, slow down. It's got like, like a, a balloon. It's foam inside. It's got like a rubber. I guess it would be rubber. Not, no, not rubber. I'm not sure how to explain the skin it has. The well, latex. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not latex. It's. Oh, I actually don't know what the skin is. Why don't we find out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just says rubber. Yeah, is it? Well, on Wiki. Search up foam dodgeballs because. There is a rubber dodgeball comp, and that's different. That's played mostly in America, I believe. Foam dodgeballs. I'm not sure what the skin is. I feel like I've been saying dodgeball. Like the dodge. crypto. Dodge. Oh, doge. 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 Nah, dodge. Dodge is fine. I just say dodge instead of dodge. It's like an emphasis on the J. To be honest, I don't really hear the difference when you say it. I feel like someone's going to point it out to me. <laughs> I, I have really bad pronunciation. Like, 
have I told you about that thing where I used to think mother was pronounced as mother? Mother? Yeah. What? I thought, I thought when T- was that? I, I thought TH sounds were actually the sounds. So I would say mother and father. And <laughs> You're a teacher now, aren't you? Yeah. So That's not good. I got caught out on it and I, I've had to really consciously change the fact that how I pronounce mother and father. <laughs> oh, father. Father. <laughs> That's how you say me. it. Forgive me, father. <laughs> Forgive me, father. Where do you Senior. buy your, your dodgeballs, man? I can't find it. I really don't know what skin is made of. I mean, there's a brand that we use and it says emu skin dodgeball, but I doubt it's actually made of emu skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this Amazon listing says elephant skin hmm. and it says not actually made from elephant skin. Okay, so it measures about 178 millimeters. Seven inch. Or seven inches for our American listeners. And it weighs 160 grams. What's that in? Oh, so I was right. It was about one to 200 grams. So 160 grams is 0.35 pounds. Is there a lower lower measuring than A lower pounds? measuring of pounds? Oh, I wouldn't What's know. What's the imperial equivalent? I really wouldn't know. Hey, right. ounces? You know what? Is US it- listeners, you can Google it yourself. <laughs> 160 grams to whatever imperial rating you guys use it's so weird <laughs> so uneven yeah, yeah so 160 grams like that's that's actually pretty light um yeah. surprisingly so yeah it, it, they're pretty light they're easy to throw uh but they're also hard to throw at the same time it's hard to get good to throw uh, at throwing a ball really like i mean not everyone's gonna be able to clock 120 kilometers and there's obviously a way they do it you gotta know how to throw with like good form I was saying, yeah, like, even though they're foam balls, they're still really hard to catch when they're throwing at 120. But yeah, so these balls, they're really easy to fumble as well. So just because they're foam, yeah, you just really got to get some practice in. To isn't it like, um, isn't it quite squishy? Yeah, they're quite squishy. And once it hits any part of your body, it's bound to bounce off straight away. So you really got to get into position and square up with the ball before if you like, if you want to catch it, really, yeah. Sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's so rewarding. If you catch someone, you get them out and you also bring a player back in. And do you just play for one team? I play multiple teams if you want to think about how many different comps I play. Yeah. So I I play Dodgeball Sydney's three uh, different comps on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. I have separate teams for each of them. And there is going to be a New South Wales state tournament. And I play for the Kenai's Dodgeball Club. Uh, how many like brackets and different comps are there? Because I know with like Stephen and Helen, they play for like a whole bunch of different comps. For context, they're from the Oztag episode. Mm-hmm. So they play on a whole bunch of different teams. So is that like a similar thing? There are a bunch of different uh, ladders in, in Sydney? With these competitions, they just run on different days and different places. Or for different reasons. So Sunday is over at Five Dock and they're played using six inch balls. So it it's when we smaller. checked it out, yeah, they're a bit smaller. But these are the balls I started off with as well. Six inch balls tend to be easier to handle because they're smaller, easier to grip. And a lot of people tend to find this as the easier tournament and it's full of less serious players. The seven-inch tournament is on Monday at Fairfield. Seven-inch balls are the global standard for the foam dodgeball tournament. So basically, if you go around the world to America, Malaysia, I think Britain, New Zealand, 
they would play with seven inch balls if you were to play a national tournament. And Tuesday is the Fairfield competition for six inch balls. So all these comps you're naming, you play you play at all of them, right? Yeah, I play at all of them. I just yeah, I enjoy it that much, so I've just joined all of them. Um, so how many was that? Three, four. Yeah, that's three. And then the New South Wales state one is upcoming. The first round of the New South Wales state tournament is coming up on this Saturday, upcoming Saturday, which is what date? Is that the thirteenth? The thirteenth of March, I believe. Yeah, it'll be a bit past once this episode's released. Yeah. Do you have a team name? Uh, which day? Uh, All of them. I can. Uh, with the Sunday team, it's a less serious team. We usually go for whatever funny name we can, and this following our previous team, we've taken a team member's name and just come up with something funny. We we took our teammate Richard, and we've made our team name Richard's Bitchards. What is a bitchard? No idea where his bitches. That's that's all it means, to be honest. It just, we just made it rhyme. This is like Oztag again with their team names. Yeah, they're all, they're all cooked. Yeah. Tell me the other ones. On Monday, the Soda Seven Inch League is full of more serious players or more of the more competitive players. So with my team, we've still taken sort of light spin on it. So you have your teams on Monday with the seven inches. They You've got your Glazeville Guardians or your you got your Kingsford Mavericks, your Mossman Minotaurs. They're they're all serious team names that they're bringing to the New South Wales state team. Sounds state like it's straight well. from like TV or something. Yeah, yeah NRL yeah, team. Yeah, they they want a tough name really, and usually those names tend to have alliteration. I think just oh, yeah. besides the Kingsford Mavericks that I just mentioned, but most of them usually have alliterations similar to my own state team called Cogra Kenai. But on Monday, the team I play with, we went for a light spin. We've called ourselves the Lidcombe Lads. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, the Lidcombe Lads. Like we, we have a Facebook page. We, we like to upload. You have a Facebook page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we, do not do enough research on oh, it. We like to upload any fun highlights we get. And yeah, we, we don't take it as seriously during the tournament there, during the league there. And even though we don't, we got some really good players. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm one of them. I'm, I'm there to learn. I'm there to try to keep up with them. But those guys are carrying me. And we ended up second place for the entire league last season, which was out of really, how many teams? Really two? impressive. About maybe 16. Oh, maybe 16 is too much. Um, at least 12. At least 12. At least 12. Is it like a round robin? How does it work? Yeah, we have round robin. So just one game per week during the night. And basically, once you hit the final three weeks, you get split up into your division brackets, depending on whatever score you got. So depending on your win-loss, you would match the top four teams against each other, the mid four teams against each other, the bottom four teams against each other. So with dodgeball, that's a mixed gender sport as well, right? Yes, dodgeball is a mixed sport. There are men's leagues and women's leagues as well. The men's leagues are definitely a lot more competitive. You'll have you'll have the testosterone going off there. But the women's leagues, unfortunately, are a bit small right now. There are definitely a lot of passionate women playing dodgeball. But if you compare the men's to women's, you could probably get maybe 10 men's teams. But women's, they'd struggle to find six. And that's the number that they're really hoping for. They want to get at least six teams to get a competition going for them. But it is also fair to say that mixed teams are composed of four guys and two girls usually. So Is that the standard or Yeah, that's that's the standard because in Dodgeball 6v6, 
for mixed games, you need a minimum of two girls on the court, which means it would be four guys, two girls. You could always have three guys, three girls, but guys generally tend to perform better. Oh, unfortunately. unfortunately. No, no, no. You can't oh, say no, that no. here, I man. I can't say that. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have any uh, subs? Subs. Yeah. Subs. Yes, we do. So generally teams would like to have one guy sub, one girl sub. So a team probably would have five guys, three girls. Oh, I'm just looking at your page. Hundred followers. Yeah, yeah. About Over hundred something. Yeah. Lidcom lads. So is your team like uni friends or? It's actually with my friend Peter, the one who got me into Dodgemore. He's Dodgemore. <laughs> Did I pronounce it as Dodgemore? Sorry, Dodgeball. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he's the small guy in the photos. If you see him with the beard. And it's also made up of two other guys, Kevin Vo and Sam Lama. And they used to play for the Nationals team for dodgeball. So they're really good players. And also we had their partners for the team as well. That was last season. We had Kevin Vo's partner and Sam Lama's partner. So two females. And they're both really good too. So Jenny Ear and Dot Lama. Sam is married to Dot. They're married. Yeah. And you're pretty involved in the whole community as well. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. I've seen you posting on the Dodgeball... What is it? Sydney? Yes, Dodgeball Sydney. So, that's the organization that I play with. Does that organize all the ladders? All the ladders. All the, the comps? Sunday, Monday. The ones I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they play a part with the New South Wales state one as well. But they don't completely control the New South Wales state tournament. I think Dodgeball Sydney should be Sydney's largest dodgeball organization. There is also the Zany organization for Zany Sports for dodgeball. But um, I started with Dodgeball Sydney. I, I was just stuck with them. Zany Sports tend to play around the Liverpool area. And I think they sometimes go near Riverwood. So it's got about 2,500 likes on the page. Let's compare it to Oztag, shall we? Oztag probably has a lot more. Okay, Western Sydney Oztag. Yeah. I think that's a team though. That's got 1,500, but I'm not sure. What's the I think there's only Oztag Australia. Oztag Australia. So that kind of puts you at a disadvantage because yours is only Dodgeball mm. Sydney. Right. Australian Oztag has 14,000. 14,000? Yeah. It's more Damn. than you. That's almost five, six times more. That's about Australia. Damn. That's all of Australia. So it's a bit uneven. Mm. So with the page, I've seen you do commentary? Yeah, so for Dodgeball Sydney, I've done maybe two or three times some commentary on games. So for our big tournaments, the organizer has asked me to go ahead and just commentate on our live streams. Yeah, commentary is just for fun, really. Just keeps the viewers involved. Sometimes the streams aren't too great of quality, so... When I do play-by-play commentary, it could help with what's going on and help people understand what's, yeah, what's going on really with the game. Or I could give them like really like a score check or anything really. Insight into the players on a team. There's plenty to talk about when I'm commentating. Do you have like a co-host? I have commentated with people before and that's generally a lot easier. You get a bounce off each other and you can make a lot more talk to fill up the air but when i have commentated by myself 
I feel like doing play-by-play commentary usually fills up that air already, so I don't mind talking to myself too much. But um, it's definitely a different feeling. It's You don't get as many hyper moments where you can bounce off each other and just cheer together. And yeah, you don't really get to ask questions to each other. And usually one person would ask something and the other person would be able to answer. And yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, I think how commentary for anything really works. It's kind of like how this works. Yeah, pretty much. Whoa. Wow. Can we just go meta? Wow. <laughs> Shout out to my Tuesday team name, One Inch Gang. There's <laughs> different people from your main Yeah, it's di- different. So, yeah, different from the Lickham lads. We, we got the One Inch Gang on Tuesday as well. <laughs> Do you run uh, marketing for the page as well? Marketing? What are we trying to sell, man? <laughs> I don't know, just to sell more people to go. I see you, like, you have photos oh. on there, images about you and your team. With like memes and stuff. Dodgeball Sydney. Yeah. Oh, the organizers do that themselves, to be honest. I mean, I think when you sign up as a player, I think it's just like you automatically sign a way that you can be photographed <laughs> and memed. <laughs> you seem to be memed a lot more unless you just share uh, more than well, usual. I, I think I'm I think the organizers have just you know, come to like me because I've been around for a while and I do volunteer for Dodgeball Sydney. I help out with setup or ref games and so forth. I think it's similar to Oztag where you, you get big enough in the community, they'll know you and you can become a referee as well. But yeah, like I'm pretty sure that one meme that I shared recently, that's the only one I can really think of. Like sure, there's plenty of photos of me at Dodgeball, but yeah, everyone's susceptible to being memed. For the marketing. Because <laughs> there are a lot. It's like, I'm scrolling through it all. It's just a lot of pictures of people and they just add like speech bubbles and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They really just have fun with it. So what about like the videos and stuff? Like I see you post videos about your matches. Like do you have like a camera that sits on the so, top like a GoPro? Yeah. A lot of teams that tend to try to get better and get more serious. They like to record their games using a GoPro. They set it up somewhere where it can see the whole court. And yeah, they'll upload it and rewatch their own games and try to improve from it. So with my teams, I'm pretty sure only Lidcom lads do that so far. But Lidcom lads is more just for the memes and just for the memories. We're there to have fun. We're, none of us really rewatch our games to improve. They're, they're, those guys are already way too good. I mean, I'll, I'll rewatch it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I could have done this better. Why are you on the team then? <laughs> <laughs> for fun you I don't just, know. You know, put yourself down yeah. like, this whole team is good people and then they're like let's just get Henry on I don't know hey I, I really don't know I guess I was just lucky to be able to play with them like normally I would not have been able to play with those top guys there like Sam Lama and Kevin Vo but uh, yeah just got to know them as friends as well so it's good they're happy to play with me too but yeah those videos that we record Peter does a job in editing videos that's another teammate, right? Yeah, the the one who introduced me to Dodgeball. So mm-hmm. Peter is really good at editing and he likes to edit out our highlights. So that's the reason he records our games. He just wants to find some highlights, edit them, put them on our Facebook page and they're just good memories. All right, we kind of strayed a little bit off topic. Yeah. Let's go back to the rules, Henry. Explain to us. All right. So you've got six people on the court. Mm-hmm. Two girls, four guys. Yep. If you catch the ball that someone on the other team throws at you, mm-hmm. they're out and they get revived. Okay, what's next? Getting hit on the full, 
catching someone out. Next rule, it would be blocking. So if you have a ball in your hand, you can use that ball to block a ball that's being thrown at you. As long as the ball only touches the ball. So not your fingers. Yeah, so if it happens to hit your fingers while you're blocking, you're still out. If if you happen to block the ball into another part of your body, you're still out. So the ball is only considered a dead ball and no longer live and, and no longer with the potential to kill once it has hit a floor or the wall. So if you happen to bounce a ball off with another ball and it hits... Even another teammate before it touches the ground, then that person oh, is out. Yeah, have you done that before? Oh, it's happened plenty, and it's just people just laugh it off. It's <laughs> the person getting hit will always be shocked and upset and be like, "What the heck did you just do that to me?" <laughs> but, but, but people will just laugh it off and be like, "What the hell, man? That's so unlucky." <laughs> they, they sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Yeah. So with that rule being where the ball only becomes dead once it touches a wall or a floor, that means there's a potential to get double kills with a single ball as well. If a ball bounces off someone's body directly and into another person, oh, the ball's still alive, it can kill them. So double kills can happen, sometimes even triple kills. But those are when really silly scenarios happen, such as when someone fumbles a ball. So the ball is still up in the air, it hasn't touched anything. Another mm. person tries to catch it, they fumble it as well. And a third person out of nowhere tries to catch it. They also fumble oh. it. Well, what have you done? Everybody's just fumbled the ball and they're all out. What's your biggest play? I probably would have had like a round where I would be able to get a throw off and then a catch and then another throw. So I would go up as close as possible to the middle line. So you're not, you're not meant to be able to cross the middle line as well. That's another rule. So I would go up to close to the middle line, throw at a person, hit them. But someone would try to counter me, try to throw a ball at me right after I've thrown. But I'll be able to get a catch on it and that person will be out the person who just threw will be out so I've just killed two people and then I have another ball in hand I throw that one as so well like, yeah, get a like third three, person out so that's a, that's pretty much a three man play a three kill play yeah and how big is the court um, oh, I wouldn't know the exact measurements actually but um, it's roughly like a basketball court right basketball court is a bit big if you're talking about the full court say about a third of the basketball court in width so if you take the length of the basketball court put that into thirds that's the width of a dodgeball court and then the width of the basketball court would be about the length of the dodgeball court yeah or maybe a bit further probably a bit further right so if you're out you just stand on the other side or something if you're out yeah you just step off court really oh that's it you don't have to be on like the other end no what what, what high school game was that we used to do that that was like oh that that was you know what game i'm talking about yeah i know you're talking about i think that was like boys and ball or something. Is that what it's called? I, I, really, I, I, really I think it was dodgeball as well, but yeah, it was but like a high school with, rule. With high school, high school rules, teachers tend to try to make their games more interesting by coming up with creative things. Also, um, for those of you who don't know, I studied education and teaching. So pretty much teaching. Oh, so tell us more. I am a high school mathematics teacher. And what should I say about it, really? I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for a job at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit him up. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so learning about all that education things, we're, we're taught to try to come up with innovative ways. Uh, I've learned some stuff about PE because we learn about cross-curricular activities. So, you try to always change things up with your sports and also keep it interesting. boring for the yeah, peers. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty diamond much cricket? Boring. That's fun. Diamond cricket, yeah. I like that. Some some really fun 
imaginative spots yeah that you can come up with so how do you balance you know dodgeball and your uni life well because you were doing it full time the whole time right yeah with uni back when uni was full time i mean dodgeball is always played in the evenings that is the monday and tuesday which are weekdays they run after 7 p.m 7 to 9 p.m sunday is a free day as a uni student so as long as i've got all my work done on like the saturday that's it sunday is my break day i go for it sunday is from about 2 to 6 p.m and now you're here you're the biggest dodgeball player Sydney <laughs> no 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 way man <laughs> the biggest uh, I wouldn't know about that what, what are you well, why are you calling me the biggest notorious tour? man I would, that's, that's not what I meant notorious man. notorious that's not what I meant. most notorious one huh actually when you first started you let, let's go with that yeah when you first started you were how much did you weigh I'd say you were you were pretty large yeah when I first started back like four or five years ago Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think you like think, that for a bit. I think I was gaining a more weight back then. Yeah, well, a lot of K barbecue or something. Yeah, I think I think a bit too much of hanging out with people going out. Was that later. the snack pack stage? Was that when it was? I, I think it was. I think the snack pack stage also started hitting off back then too. Oh, that was that terrible. Pro- that probably added on. <laughs> I think it's I had terrible, about like man. three snack packs a week or something. Did you actually? Yeah, at one point Private. it was pretty bad. What, how much is a snack pack? Is that like? Back then, thousand something calories. Oh man, yeah, easily. I think I searched up some of them are like two thousand. When you search it up, it's pretty bad. So I mean, if you're going for a snack pack, late night feed, on top of all the food you've had that day, you're easily hitting like three thousand plus calories. Okay, I'm just gonna go based off my fitness pal. Yeah, uh, HSP beef snack pack is two thousand and twenty calories. Yeah, that's really crazy. Like I don't know. I think I think it's just that all that oil from the chips mostly. Yeah. yeah. But the beef is really processed and pretty fatty, so it's yeah. pretty garbage. Uh, yeah. one hundred and sixty grams of carbs, hundred and twenty grams of fat, seventy five grams of protein. Now if you don't know what a snack pack is, maybe you never heard of it before or you're from another country, a snack pack is essentially it's like a takeaway box with chips on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, fries, yeah, fries, 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 fries. If um, you're from another country, yeah, fries. And on the top there is kebab or donut meat. On the top, it mm-hmm. could be chicken. Depends what you buy. Typically beef, I find better. Beef, it's chicken, nice, dry. Even lamb sometimes. Oh, lamb's good. Yeah, lamb's good. And I think um, one place does kangaroo. Really? Where? From memory, was it, wasn't that not the place Ozturk Juniors at Redfern? They had kangaroo. I wasn't big on the ha- the snack pack phase. Yeah, I only know about it because it was on the way to uni, on the Redfern station. Nuts. They're a really good kebab store, though. Are they still open? I believe so, but I don't think they serve kangaroo anymore. They might not even that serve lamb nuts. anymore. Yeah, because lamb is really good, and mm. it's like hard to find. Not a lot of places do it. Yeah, lamb lamb's quite rare now, and kangaroo even rarer, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been a big addition to your weight back then. Yeah. So, do you find, like, you played it more, it, it helped you lose weight? Dodgeball, no. Um, If I'm being honest, dodgeball probably fueled me getting bigger and bigger. Because every time we'd play dodgeball, afterwards, everyone would be like, hey, do you want to go eat? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Got nothing better to do. So, you go play dodgeball, sure, you burn, like, 500 calories in, like, your 30-minute session. It's pretty intense. It's a pretty intense sport. How long does it go for? Uh, I don't think we covered that. Uh, so the games on like Monday, Tuesday, they're like 
30 to 40 minutes. So Sunday, Sunday league is a 40 minute game and Monday, Tuesday is 30 to 40 minutes. Depends on break. how many teams we have. Uh, you get like about one minute break in half time. So 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minute mark, you get a minute break. That's it. Right, so the scoring system is like, so if it's if it's a 40 minute game, it's like if you eliminate the whole team, that team gets one point? Yeah. So once you eliminate a team, that round is restart. over. Go to the next round, restart. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you just get as many rounds in during the time limit you got. That's all it is. That's pretty simple then. Yeah. Those are all the rules? Well, no. There's plenty more that I haven't talked about. But Those are the basics. Yeah. The basics of like how to kill and how to not get killed, really. Yeah. But otherwise, there's other rules like about how to start up, set up a game, such as three balls. So there's six balls at the center, middle line, but there's only three balls on each side, so the left and the right. You only run and pick up the balls on the right side. So you have three balls to run and pick up on the right side, the start of the bell or start of the whistle, and you can't just throw them straight away. So otherwise, it would be a clown fiesta at the middle. Once you reach the middle, people try to throw at each other. No, that doesn't work. You got to bring the balls back behind an activation line. So a throw line, which is about three meters from the middle line. So you have to bring oh. the ball back first and then you can throw at each other. So that keeps the game less of a crazy clown fiesta. And it's just whoever than, runs yeah, first. Yeah, rather than someone who just runs first and who gets there first and can throw at each other first. That's, that's a bit silly. But there is still strategy to actually implement that, like running first and then throwing. So... There are six players on a team. You only need one to two people to run for all three balls. So generally, people take two people to run for the three balls. One of the two will pass a ball back to another player who's waiting at the activation line. So you can instantly oh. get a ball back at the activation line, and that new player would instantly throw at the opponent Does it count? to try to get a quick kill. Does it count if you throw it back to your teammate and then they fumble it? Do they get out? No, they don't get out. You can only die from... An opponent's ball. It's no friendly fire. No friendly fire. So that's fine. Yeah. I fumbled plenty of passbacks, which is unfortunate. Plenty of missed opportunities. Do you think dodgeball is a good sport to get into if you're a beginner? A hundred percent. So how four or five years ago, I started off dodgeball and I was the worst. But dodgeball is a really low entry point to begin how should I explain? So I've, I've never been really good at sports to begin with. Probably back in high school, I'd be that guy where, you know, you'd pick last for your team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Can you reveal how much you weighed or what was your Oh, peak? back in high school. Uh, Maybe probably your peak. My peak. High school, I probably hit the 100 by in end of year 12 already. But um, And how tall are you? 170 centimeters. So what's that? Five foot seven, I believe. And 100 kilos to pounds is 220. Yeah, so 220 pounds back in the end of high school. Yeah, with my weight, with my weight, it was actually a bit funny. Uh, I ended up losing like 10 kilos in my first year of uni. So after high school, I got pretty fit. But then I got fat again <laughs> because, yeah, I started going out a lot more. And I, I got really comfortable with my weight. I ended up getting fatter, hit the hundreds again. Ended up hitting 110 maybe in like third, fourth year uni. And Oh, wow. About the start of last year, just only at the start of last year, I would have topped out at 115. So, yeah, that was the the heaviest I'd been back then. And at the start of last year, that was when I got injured from playing dodgeball. So, went for a rush. So, I had run up and I had done a sudden stop for a throw. My knee went forward, it buckled and popped ACL torn. 
my god. <laughs> Everyone talks about this ACL thing. Yeah. So it's obviously a more common injury in Oztag. I think Yeah. You probably talked about it in your episode. But um You should yeah. know. I thought you were a fan. <laughs> I did I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, so unfortunately I, I also tore my own ACL playing dodgeball and I believe that was because I had a lot of weight and so was that like kind of like a wake up call? No, that was the wake up call for me. Yeah. And what'd you do after that? I was forced to take a break from dodgeball, but um, I think it is a bit of a tangent from what we were talking about earlier. But um, yeah, if we're talking about it now, yeah, took my weight loss seriously, did things like counting my calories, and I think that one helped the most. Counting calories, being a high school mathematics teacher, I really enjoy the idea of numbers and calorie oh, counting. You're a nerd. Yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> But uh, the, the the whole calorie counting idea really worked. Like, it just made sense. It's physics. It's science. It it's how much energy you put in, and how much energy you're burning. Really. So if you put in less than what you burn, you're gonna burn the extra that you have stored. So you lose weight. That's it. That's all it really is. Do you find it hard at first? A little bit. But what I ended up doing was with my meals, I just found much healthier alternatives like um, meal preps, such as I. I Remember the one that we showed you as well? I think Core Nutrition, Core Power Foods. Oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah. frozen ones. Yeah, the frozen meals. Yeah. Those those helped a lot to begin with. I'm not on frozen meals anymore. I, I just eat anything now. I just portion it because I, I have a good mental count about what sort of foods have what sort of calories now. But I think another tip for my weight loss, like another thing that really helped me through my weight loss was finding good healthy snacks. So I think one of the most healthiest snacks there is out there is probably yogurt. So brands such as YoPro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, YoPro is really lean. Uh has like 15 grams of protein or something. And it's like under 100 calories in that one tub. That's a bargain. It's a bargain. It has like super low fats and sugars or whatever as well. So that, that one's really lean. Yeah, so yogurt, great snack. Sometimes even... Jerky, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really dodgeball that attributed to your weight loss. It was really just it did help. It did help. Cardio, but but yeah. Look, that's with any sport really. Like you you can do any sport and you won't immediately lose weight because it all comes down to your mentality on how you treat your diets, your your lifestyles. Sport is just one small part of your day. Thirty minutes a day is not much. I only had it for three days as well, so what, that's 90 minutes in a week. That's not going to make up for my three snack packs, bro. Three <laughs> that's not going to make up for three snack packs. It's <laughs> not 6,000 exactly. calories. That's what I'm saying. So it's your lifestyle choices, not just, you know, your choice to play sport. It's still going to be how you approach life, man. Like how you approach your diet, your, your lifestyle choices. Exactly. Do you have any future plans for dodgeball? Future plans. With so, your, your position in there. So uh, my future plans for dodgeball were to actually take it to the next level and go competitive so i mentioned my kogura kenai team the kenai's dodgeball club where one of the state teams going into the state tournament coming up and that is probably the highest level you can play at if you want to transition so you have to play there perform well and then if you want to transition into even higher levels such as nationals and so forth I was planning to play that this year, but unfortunately for myself, my ACL surgery has just been scheduled for the 21st of April, which means I will be missing out on most of the season, most of 
I'll, I'll probably be sitting out for the next six to nine months after that surgery. So I won't, I probably won't be able to play dodgeball for the rest of the year, which means the entire season's gone for me. Yeah. Mm. How long were you out when you first tore it though? Because that means you're still playing now. Yeah, I it, mean, not fixed I'm, yet. I'm playing now with yeah without a fix because with ACL damage, I was in a lot of pain when it first happened, and luckily, sort of luckily for me, COVID hit and that meant there was a break for dodgeball as well so mm. a good i don't know six six to nine months i can't remember how long it was it's all blurry when, when you talk about covid yeah. yeah but basically dodgeball had to be cut short the season was cut short for a long time and when i got back i had gotten fitter had lost some weight built some strength around the acl so um all the muscles around the knee there they helped make up for basically what the ACL can't do anymore. And pretty much you don't you don't need an ACL to live. You don't need an ACL to walk. But an ACL sounds is sounds so important. It's so it's very important for a lot of athletes because it helps you generate a lot of the faster movements, a lot of twitch movement, I believe. And at the moment I can play dodgeball without it, but I'm not sure I don't know how to be honest. I don't know how it's holding up. I believe when I first came back I did have a few aggravations on it. But Again, I continued building strength around it. It's not too bad now. But unfortunately, once I get the surgery, that means I'll have to go through rehab and recovery, get that full range of motion onto my ACL again. What does the surgery do? Do they just replace it or something? Yeah, they need to replace it. So an ACL doesn't regrow back by itself. It doesn't reattach itself. They need to graft a new ACL using a different body part. And I, I heard it might be different at different places, but... With my surgeon, he's going to be grafting an ACL using my hamstring from the same leg. So he'll be cutting up my hamstring and building a new ACL, putting it in there, just fitting it in like a Lego. <laughs> Is this covered by public healthcare? Uh, so with, I am going through the public system, public wait list, I believe. That's what people tend to call it. But basically how it happened for me, I went to my GP got scans, found out I had no ACL, GP refers me to a surgeon, go to the surgeon, book an appointment with him, have consultation, he tells me what I can do at the moment, he says, do you want surgery? And he puts you on the wait list, his one year wait list, so with the surgeon himself. And basically, I'm on his wait list, and if I didn't want to go on the wait list, I would have had to pay $5,000 for private surgery. Uh, express delivery yeah, so express delivery is the 5,000 for 5k to fork out but I wasn't too stressed back then because COVID had hit I was going to take a break anyways so it's 5,000 in your pocket yeah 5,000 saved yeah so now that's come around that wait list finally the wait's finally over I may as well take it because yeah the earlier I take it the, the faster I'll come back up and running literally I can't I can't run anymore <laughs> I can't run at the moment. I think that's one of the things. Oh, it's a bit the of a ACL, tangent, yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and if our listeners wanted to join Dodgeball, where will they go first? So, unfortunately, the season has started for Dodgeball. But if you are really urging to try out Dodgeball as soon as possible, you would head to Friday night's Five Dock Indoor Sports Center that I did mention earlier. So it starts from about nine to nine thirty p.m. And you can just go in, pay about $7, jump on court, and give the sport a go, really. You can ask anyone how to play. 
the community is really friendly. I don't know a single person there who goes Friday night that is going to, you know, give you a hard time. There's no way. Everybody there is pretty friendly. They're all there just to have fun. Friday nights is the most casual way to enter the sport, really. So that's Five Dock in yeah, New Burwood? Five Dock, yes. That's near Burwood. It's about a five-minute drive from Burwood. Yeah. And Indoor Sports Centre is really close, uh, just off Parramatta Road. Yeah, I think. Really close to Parramatta Road. But yeah, feel free to come to Friday nights. All right. So thank you for joining me, Henry, on today's episode. Where can myself and the listeners find you? Me. Or your dodgeball team? Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not about that clout, man. So <laughs> I don't know where you meant to find me. But uh, I guess if you ever need to talk to me for some reason, just just hit up Tung. He'll, he'll let me know. And if, yeah, for whatever reason... I'll hit you back up, I guess. <laughs> I really don't know, man. I'm, right, I'm all about that. But I would just say that you can find Henry and his dodgeball team at oh, Lidcombe Lads. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's just That's shout out the Lidcombe Lads instead. That's yeah. the Facebook page, I guess. There's no um, multi level marketing or pyramid scheme you want to push out here? <laughs> you want to be your own boss? Fuck yeah, bro. Any questions, feedback, or comments about this episode, you can always hit us up at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Henry, for joining me on today's episode about dodgeball. We'll catch you guys next time on Thank the next you. episode. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Wow. Oh. Uh, shout out to Dodgeball Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>